You're listening to Reputation Anti-Stress Podcast. Created by Serhii Bidenko. How to act before, during and after reputational crisis. How should management of global company reactive local team acts in the interest of its country? Serhii Bidenko, Reputation and Crisis Advisor, Cancel Culture Expert and Researcher. During the war between Russia and Ukraine, the issues of corporate policy and regional business development, particularly for international brands, became acute. Many international companies immediately and categorically announced their decision to leave the Russian market. Others are looking for ways to solve urgent problems. Save face, but not lose profits, not provoke a series of conflicts in local Ukrainian offices. A team of experts from Yale University has created and updated the database on the status of international companies in Russia. Using both publicly available sources such as government regulations, tax documents, company statements, reports of financial analysts, Bloomberg, FactSet, MSCI, S&P, Capital IQ, Thomson Reuters, business media information from 166 countries, as well as private sources and a network of over 150 company insiders, whistleblowers and executives. With the situation, new challenges appeared for the CEOs and board members of international companies requiring the transformation of development strategies and approaches to corporate communications. Selection of anti-crisis strategy. Very often, the headquarters of the largest international companies are geographically far from their units, and their perception of problems differs. The retail giants like Ashan and Metro can be used as examples. From the first day of the war, their Ukrainian offices began to help volunteers' territorial defense, while in Russia, the networks continue to work. The Ukrainian office of Metro even published an open position that the chain stores should be closed in Russia. The reciprocal position of the retailer's headquarters was shocking. We will determine the company's development policy ourselves, but you will literally be punished for such public statements. This case is a double-edged sword. On the one hand, the company's CEO and the board of directors require each unit to fulfill the set of KPIs. On the other hand, they are responsible for reputational risks which lead to financial losses, among other things. The CEO and the board of directors will not manage to maintain neutrality or ignore the situation. They need to choose one of the strategies for further communication, both within the company and with external stakeholders. The first scenario is a risk avoidance strategy. This is a long game when a company avoids risky actions but loses local markets, share and revenue. McDonald's was not afraid to follow this path. In Ukraine, the network was closed from the first day of war and will not resume work until the end of hostilities. The financial losses of fast food are enormous, but local managers have excluded all possible risks for employees and the guests. In the risk avoidance strategy, the global office analyzes all the external factors and listens to the position of the local unit, which explains which company policies are unacceptable in its country and asks to take action in response to the external factors. The CEO and management of the company take into account the arguments and transform or completely stop work in the region, realizing that local specifics can have a huge impact on the company's activities as a whole. The second option is risk evasion strategy. The local unit, trying to minimize problems in the market, informs the global office that if it does nothing at the worldwide level, the brand will be perceived as problematic. Choosing the risk evasion strategy, the headquarters take steps to minimize them. For example, it reduces the market share and the volume of investments and makes rebranding. This is a kind of a semi-action on the part of the global office designed to delay the negative consequences for the businesses and gives corporate lawyers time to take steps to minimize the impacts 
of staff cuts and accounts closures. Procter & Gamble, Unilever, the Nestle, they chose the strategy this spring. They announced they would stop investing in Russia, but did not stop the supply of the products and the operation of local plants. In the corporate world, shifting responsibility for a crisis to third parties is prevalent. A risk-sharing strategy can be a pre-verified and prompt response to a force majeure. The point is that understanding the inevitability of the risk, the company's top management looks for a third party that will share responsibility for its consequences. This can be the insurance companies, or in the system of relationships between the developer and the owner of the apartment. The responsible third party may be the electricity supplier. Responsibility for health risks and consequences has been placed on vaccine manufacturers. The World Health Organization's COVID-19 vaccination campaign is a prime example of the risk-sharing strategy. Pfizer even took on a social mission and ran an educational campaign about the importance of vaccination. The sense of risk-taking strategy is to understand the potential of risks and the consequences of its realization as a crisis. In this case, the company can actively and fully form reserves to eliminate the consequences. In short, to say, it is inevitable, we should be ready and accumulate the necessary resources to eliminate the problems that arose as a result of the crisis. Of course, you can also choose a passive scenario to deal with the issues as they arise. If the risk happens, involve someone to analyze the consequences and take action. But here, there is possibility of significant financial losses because of the crisis and the high cost of eliminating its consequences. Regardless of what anti-crisis strategy the decision-making center chooses, they should understand that in the modern world, the risk is inevitable and its consequences for the company will be tangible. Listen and hear. Let's get back to the vertical of anti-crisis relationships between the local offices and the decision-making centers. The relevance of this type of communication became evident in 2022. We observed different tones of voices of brands in response to Russia's war against Ukraine. The particular difficulty of the situation is that its resolution was influenced not only by the position of local units, the decisions of global management, but also, and often, to a greater extent, by the position of a company customers and brand consumers. The latter said they were not satisfied with the company's position. This means that conflict is possible. The local office informs the head office about that. The latter can either take the situation seriously and attentively or react nervously. Like, mind your own business, this is not your level. Or, we don't consider this a problem, ignoring the situation. Ignoring leads to the fact that consumers increase pressure. They begin to criticize or even attack via social network publicly and they use all the communication possibilities of the digital world. The biggest mistake of the corporate world is not to hear the sight that signals the problem, to make it feel offended, unheard, misunderstood. That leads to be a conflict not only outside but also within the company. In response to ignoring the problem, at the hand of global management, employees begin to leave the company, often becoming sources of negative information about the headquarters. So how can top management initially correctly build a communication vertical? In our case, the company's local team becomes the global office's primary stakeholder. The global office should not act according to the principle, I am the boss and you are the fool. In a crisis, there is no question of subordination. It is necessary to assess threats and mitigate their consequences as much as possible. The threats can be different, starting with the mass dismissal of employees in the region, ending with a loss of market as a whole. In particular, 
the state's authorities can deprive a companies of preferences, deny development opportunities, or even worse, they would force it to leave the market. Therefore, there can be only one recommendation for global management. To discard hierarchical relationships. To deal with the crisis situation as if company is working on a solution to this crisis with the participation of its ordinary customer. It is also necessary to feel and act in a crisis situation where your employees in the local offices are essentially your customers. They look for a way out, out of crisis with empathy and attention to the customer's interests. In such cases, the company tries to be attentive, empathetic and apologetic in personal communications and public manifestations. It is obvious that using such approach will allow a company or the management of this company to look at the situation differently and get through the crisis with minimal losses. Assessing reputational risks focusing on future. Global brands that left the Russian market in response to the military escalation found themselves in an extremely difficult situation. Russia is essential to them in terms of sales and profits. From the point of view of corporate financial statements, the Ukrainian market is losing significantly. But in the current situation, the choice to be or not to be in Russia is obvious for one simple reason – reputational risks. In today's world, reputation is 70% of company's value. And strategically, the risk of loss of reputation is more significant than the financial losses from a closed restaurant chain, car production, or exit from retail. For the businesses that are now betting on short-term and remain operating in Russia, long-term losses will be very tangible. The company can fall under sanctions not only in Ukraine, but in the European Union and the United States of America. It will be refused cooperation from the World Banks and investment funds. There will be problems with attracting highly qualified personnel to work. It is essential to understand that the crisis related to ignoring the position of the local office in your country is closely watched by the leaders and employees in other countries. Therefore, global management must take into account that the sustainability and efficiency of their business in one or more regions really depends on what actions and decisions are taken in one country. This is very similar to the critical customer feedback strategy. They need to be written as if it is addressed directly to the author of the feedback, but in fact to other people who can read it, because there are thousands or dozens of thousands of these people. And they will decide whether to become your new and existing customers or remain loyal to you. It is obvious that at present neglecting ethical standards in society is an erroneous strategy. This means that the management of the central offices should make decisions in the conditions of geopolitical crisis in partnership with their regional teams, strategically in the interests of their countries. You've listened to the Reputation Anti-Stress Podcast. My name is Serhii Bidenko. I'm the Crisis and Reputation Advisor. I help top managers and business owners, members of supervisory boards, find and apply the best solutions to overcome reputational crisis.